Welcome to Gadgets for Families, the tech podcast for those that always plan on September being the busiest tech support month and sometimes have to leave that shiny new iPhone in the box while trying to help their clients navigate the new OS updates, set up new phones, etc. Jason, we never experienced that in the corporate world, did we? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And those that really want to learn more about the new OS or the new phone they just got. So this is for all of you. And anyone else looking to get more out of life through tech, I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. And I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. Yeah, I, I remember having to always put, and you know, that's what we kind of do as dads anyway, right? We, we put our, ourselves uh, pretty low on the list to make sure everybody's set up the way they should be and everybody's off and running. Uh, um, everything's restored, everything is backed up. So, and then it's time for us to dig in and play. Yeah, and I do remember the times where shipping didn't work out the way it was supposed to and the CEO's phone got delayed and mine's sitting on my desk and it's like, yep. <sighs> you have to make that swap real quick. <laughs> I remember that a couple of times. Yep. Greg, we have to give him your phone. Jason, you have to give him your phone. There's yep. not going to make it in time. So, and I've got some ship. That. I've got some shipping stories I'm going to share later on. So I think you'll be interested to hear some of that, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about some current items. We actually have a few tips in here that I think are really good. Mm-hmm. We've got feedback from a listener that got their phone before I did, which is just a shame. Yeah, I'm still waiting. So yeah. there's the spoiler. And then we're going to talk about apt-ups, app, blah, 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 blah. app updates we have or have not seen. It's been an interesting yeah. app update season, not normal. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll talk about some reviews that are out there for both the hardware and software. And then I'll do some follow-up on the stuff I ordered since Jason's getting ready to go on vacation and hasn't ordered anything yet. Anything. So I was really tempted when you, said, when you sent me a picture of your the watch band, the one that we both agreed to look really nice. Yes. I got yep. it on. I, I got really it on. Tempted. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and then for the post-show, we're going to return to Cruise Corner. Not Pooh Corner. Yep. You know that movie, but this is Return to Cruise Corner. If you don't know what that means, you need to go back to one of our launch episodes because Jason talked about how he uses tech in one corner of his house to highlight how fancy of a cruise man he is. So he's going to talk to us about cruise prep for the post show. So that'll be super interesting. Yeah, looking forward to that. Now, just before we get started, a programming note for next week, because Jason will be floating on a boat somewhere with no internet service, at least none Mm -hmm. that's reasonably priced that he wants to pay for. We won't be dropping an episode. What I hope to do is to continue this new YouTube video approach that we've been doing. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, you need to go search for Gadgets for Families. It's at GDGTS, the number four FMLS on YouTube. But go look for Gadgets for Families because we took six of the segments of the show last week and published them as videos. So if you're listening to this podcast and you think, I'd like to see these guys and what they're talking about, then you can go grab that on YouTube and you can just hit play and you can go through those segments. Uh, We try and isolate those a little bit. So it's something new that we're trying. Yeah. We're going to try and do more of that next week. And I've got several other videos, regular kind of videos that I want to record. So we'll see how that goes, but go check out our YouTube channel there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think we made it, we made the change too. Right. And thank you for all the folks that's been listening for the, uh, 
the the whole show, right? Because so, sometimes we'll go for two hours. So the guys that are sticking around for that, we really appreciate it. But I think kind of making them in more bite-sized sections, you know what I mean? It'll make it a lot easier for people to listen to. That way, when we someone asks us a question, we can say, hey, we talked about that on a show last week. Check out this video. And they don't have to listen for the whole two hours, right? They can just get that 15-minute segment of what we're talking about. So we think you guys will enjoy that a lot more. Uh, and those little bite-sized they're they're not quite thirty seconds like the shorts are, but you know if we can if we can give you the information in fifteen minutes versus you sitting through a hour and fifty minute show, then we think that'll work a lot better. Yeah. Now, if you're on your commute and you're a diehard podcaster, please feel free to oh, listen yeah, to definitely. the entire audio show. And we do put chapter markers in the show notes, at least like on Overcast, you can skip to them. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. And then beyond that, right? Remember to do all the stuff: like, share, follow, give us a review. Uh, fill out the feedback form, all that kind of stuff to help us just yeah. go, um, you know, to keep moving the show forward. Right. So. right. Just briefly, uh, I'm going to get a little personal here and explain, because we had some ideas about stuff we wanted to do last week. And then on the day that the main part of the show released, I found out that my father had just passed away. And so all of that got derailed. Um, of course, didn't have time to create any new content or any of that kind of stuff. So I hope to catch that up. But I do want to point you to an episode that I'm dropping same day this one drops of Leaders Lift, which is another podcast that I do. Also has a YouTube channel. I actually published the whole Leaders Lift show up mm -hmm. on YouTube. Um, I know that's how, Jason, that's how you watch it. It's only it's 20 to 30 minutes is all that these uh, episodes of Leaders Lift are. So, um, So check it out. Um, because one of the things I talk about in there is when we're going through tough experiences, some of the things that we can do to get the most out of those experiences. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into this. I know that sometimes when you're going through a tough experience, all you want to do is get through it and get on the other end of it. But there mm -hmm. are some things that we can do. And as I look back over this last year where I've had, we counted up, we've had eight family funerals in the last year or so. Uh, wow, I think eight. about some of these. Yeah. 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 I think about some of these tough times and I think, okay, I could have done things maybe a little bit differently. And so I'd encourage you to do that. So, um, but if I'm a little slow this week and a little slow next week and doing some of this other stuff, probably a good thing Jason's going on vacation. Cause then I have all next week to put out content yeah. and don't have to worry about another show. So anyway, thank you for letting me take a couple of minutes to, to share that personal bit of information there. So, yeah, yeah, no, no. And I know, like, like we said, we, we have, we have some regulars, you know, thank you for everyone that's just tuning in this week, but we have some folks that listen to us weekly and stuff. So we have to keep, even the smallest audience, we have to keep you guys up to date on what's going on. So, so Jason, for current stuff, do you want to talk to us? It was a little bit unusual. So iOS 17 came out last week and then right. there was an update very soon thereafter, which is pretty unusual. So do you want to talk us through what happened there? It is. It is. And we say unusual. It's it's happened in the past before, right? We've gotten some some updates that that broke some things and and uh got a uh you know, a patch for that a few days later, but this one seemed really quick this time. So there is iOS 17.0.1 that was released that was going to fix some security bugs and things like that. So I was curious about you know, how serious this thing is and they didn't name any app specifically, but uh, part of the, the uh, release notes was there's a malicious app that can bypass the signature validation on in, in like the uh, app store and stuff like that. So our tip 
definitely don't install another app until you update, right? Because again, they didn't say what app it was. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one that's really popular right now that's already installed on everyone's phones. But you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but definitely take these security patches um, seriously. Get them updated. Uh, all of your all of your devices, all of your clients' devices, get them updated as soon as possible. Also, if you're one of these folks that received a new uh, iPhone 15, 15 Pro uh, uh, Max or anything like that, then um, you definitely want to do that update before you do a restore from uh, from backup or anything like that. And uh, that's just right out of the box. Uh, if it doesn't have the version, which I'm pretty sure all of this inventory that's delivering now doesn't have uh, 0.1 on it, 17.0.1. So make sure that that's the first thing you do when you open it out of the box, right? You do the little setup, you connect it to Wi-Fi, where well, you pick your country, your region, do the, uh, the Wi-Fi connection, and then uh, go ahead and update it. Yeah, <clears throat> it should you prompt you. It, it yes. should prompt you to do it. And from what I understand for the iPhone 15 series, all of them, it's actually 17.0.2. So they're probably oh, okay. already coming with 17.0.1. You got to go to 17.0.2 and it should prompt you as you go through the setup process before it asks you to transfer data or restore. It should prompt you to do the update, but some people are reporting that it's not. And if it does not, you need to not restore data, go through and set up the phone as if it's brand new, Yes. update the operating system, wipe it, and then transfer your data because it's actually giving the screen of death um, okay, on that's these right, phones. The Apple and logo. Yeah, so then you're having to reset the phone anyway and do all this kind of stuff. And if you want to know how to do any of that stuff, you know, set it up, That just reach out to us, send us a feedback. We'll send you some info, find you a couple of articles on that. But make sure you do that yes. because people were having problems where their phones were getting hung up in the restore process because these versions were out of date or out yes. of sync. And so you got to go to 17.0.2 first on these new phones before restoring stuff right right and that's how fast technology moves sometimes right before ups can drop it off at your door we've already moved on to a new software version so yeah yeah yep. definitely get it get it updated before you do your restore and um don't install another app until you until you get it updated well, let's talk about a few tiny tips then and one of them may be a little bit more than tiny but that's okay but Jason, do you remember haptic touch, 3D touch? So I remember the feature because it was some new fancy screen. I forget which model it was. It was some new fancy screen that they had. And they had, what was it, peak and pop. You can press lightly on Mm -hmm. the screen and then you press firmly on the screen. And then they figured out, hey, we can just do that with software. (laughs) We can do this on every screen. So now even all of the devices have some kind of version of that. You know what I mean? Where you can just tap and it pops up a little menu and you. So it was kind of gimmicky, but I do remember it. (laughs) I really liked it. Right. And because it was something about the fact that my screen wasn't moving, but it Mm -hmm. felt like my screen was sinking in once I pressed hard enough, right? And so what they replaced that with is haptic touch, which just gives you a little buzz that says, yep, I'm going to peak or pop or whatever the case may be. But in iOS 17, and I've gone in and turned this on and I am loving it again. If you go into accessibility and go to touch and haptic touch, they've got Mm -hmm. a new setting for touch duration. And they've got a default that's in the middle, then they've got a slow and they've got a fast. And if you turn it, if you tap on fast, you can Mm -hmm. actually test in that setting 
you can actually test and see how quickly it's going to peak and pop. Um, it feels almost just like the old haptic touch because okay. it's that responsive. So, um, so yeah, I'm loving it. So there's my tip. I'll do a short on it or try to do a short on it and show folks yeah. how to turn that setting on. But yeah, it feels like the old 3D touch, which I really, really miss. So. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of needed it when we got rid of that physical home button, right? It made that yeah. little piece of glass feel like an actual button. So I, I say it was kind of gimmicky, but you're right. It was a really cool feature. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then number two, I didn't know you could do this, but I'll talk about my AirPods Pro saga a little bit later. But yeah. I ended up going to Best Buy and I didn't know this. I saw this in an article and I tested it out. You can actually trade AirPods in at Best Buy. Okay, which so I, was I wanted to get amazed. some more info on this. Let's yeah. see how it works. So basically, it's the same thing as if you were doing a trade in an Apple on a phone or something like that. You yeah. go in and you put the order in for the AirPods, and it says, "Do you have uh, a device you want to trade in?" And it has a whole list, so it doesn't have to just be AirPods. But anyway, I chose Apple, and then it gave me the different models of AirPods, and I picked mine. And then it does the same thing everybody else does. It asks you questions. The only mm -hmm. question that's unique with them. You know, it's, are they scratched? Do they turn on? Do they charge? Blah, 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 blah. But the only question that's unique is, is if the charging stuff is included, the original charging. So like the okay. cable that came with it, they never come with bricks anymore, right? So it's just yeah. really the cable that comes the with cable. it. If you say no on the cable, it's out. They won't take, give you anything. Really? No. Nope. <laughs> wow. And they want the original one, right? Well, they, don't guess, want your, so. they don't want your Amazon knockoff yeah. charger. They want the Apple charger. Yep. Oh. So... But anyway, it ranged from if it was decent shape, twenty six bucks. If it was um, uh, in excellent shape, it was forty dollars trade in for okay. my AirPods Pro first generation. So, you know, I didn't know you could do it. If you're looking to upgrade and want to trade them in, then yeah. maybe that's something that you want to do. And I didn't. Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think my daughter's gonna take mine from me, and she's like. Yeah, I want them, but I can't pay a whole lot for them. I'm like, Best Buy was going to give me 40 bucks. She's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. So, yep, yep. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, 40 bucks is, is, I think it's really good for, you know, a pair of Gen 1 AirPods. So, yeah, two and a half year old AirPods Pro. Yeah. So, 40 bucks. Yeah. And then my last tip, and then Jason, I know you have a little bit bigger one, but my last tip is just a reminder about how powerful the Find My app is. So, yes. I had to use it twice this morning. It was really funny. I'm getting ready to come on to start recording the podcast, and I hear our ring doorbell, and mm -hmm. we've got an electronic door lock, right? And so you can always hear the gears grinding when somebody opens it. Right. And um, I look down, and it's my wife coming in, and she's like, I can't find my phone. And so she's like, I can't get my watch to connect. And so, you know... She's looking all over the place and I just open my phone and I go into mm -hmm. Find My because I can see all of her devices because she's on my family thing. And I say, okay, well, it's here. Yeah. It's here in the house somewhere. So okay. then we just have to find it. And so I was playing a sound and she goes, oh, maybe I left it in the closet when I was getting my clothes and that's where she had put it. So it was in there. Okay. So that okay. was great. <laughs> and uh, she walks out the door, and I swear it wasn't 30 seconds later that I look on my nightstand and my AirPods Pro, my current ones, are not there. Yep. And I'm like, where did I put those? And I had been sitting out in my hammock the <laughs> night before. I looked on every place that I could find them, and so I thought, okay, forget this. I'm going to use Find My. And so I pull Find My up, mm -hmm. and I'm in my bedroom, and I pull it up, and it says they're near. 
Yep. I'm like, okay. Now, on the first gen AirPods Pro, when you play a sound, there's nothing that comes out. The second gen have a speaker on the case, mm-hmm. so it would actually play a sound. But mine, it said it was playing sounds, but it's just playing them in the earbuds because right. they're in the case, right? So not going to hear the sound, but it says I'm close. And so I thought, okay, did I put them in my office? So I'm holding my phone, right? Like a metal detector kind of thing or a, you know, you know, a tricorder. We'll call it a tricorder. Yeah. And I'm walking in my office and it says, oh, signal weakening farther away. So I walk back into the bedroom and I walk on the other side of the bedroom and it's like signal weakening farther away. So eventually what I realized is that the signal was strongest right in my doorway. Okay. And behind my door is our laundry basket. And I had put my AirPods in the pockets of my cargo shorts that I was wearing yesterday and I forgot yeah. to take them out. So they were in the laundry basket. So if you don't use Find My when you're missing this kind of stuff, you, you really need to do this. And this is just yeah. another one of the reasons I was talking to somebody on Sunday afternoon. They are mostly in the Android ecosystem. And I was saying, yeah, I'm in Apple. And at this point, I don't know how I would ever get out of the Apple ecosystem considering everything. Right? right. And that's just another part of the ecosystem that I go, oh, I can find any of our stuff. I've yeah. got my, now I've got my AirTag shared between my wife and I. That was iOS 17. Mm-hmm. So it's just another reason. So if you don't, you need to get familiar with Find My before you need it. Yes. Right. Figure yeah. out how to use it now before you lose something really important and need to track it down. And remember right. that if you're in a family group, other members of the family can see your stuff. So like with my wife right. having lost her phone, she could have gone to her iPad and looked at yes. it, but I happen to have my phone in my hand. So I just look it up for her. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I think that was our tip before, like episode three or something like that. Don't wait till you lose your phone to figure out how to be able to track it. Right. Everyone knows, oh, if I lose my phone, I can just track it. But what if you, oh, you only have a phone, then how do you do things like that, right? Get familiar right. with the website, going to iCloud.com and, and being able to use these things. So yeah, yeah, don't, don't wait. And, and thankfully you found them before that, that load went into the washer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So. All right. So the last tip I, I got, um, I received an email from Apple on Sunday and Basically, it was just about some expanded protections and things that they enabled for um, for uh, screen time and things like that. So uh, if you didn't receive the email or if you don't use this, this uh, the service is really good. It's basically parental controls. Right. Apple doesn't call it parental controls. They call it screen time. And um, it allows you to do things like um, monitor some usage and stuff on your on your children's device or your client's device, because it's not necessarily just for your your your, um, you know, your little children. Uh, it's, it's for any device in your family group, right? So um, some of the things that they enabled were some uh, web content restrictions. And this is going to prevent kids from accessing adult websites and things like that. And, you know, Greg and I, we had plenty of conversations about that. I would do it at the router level at, uh, from my home um, just to prevent it from coming in. It was mostly the accidental stuff because I, I do talk to my son about um, viewing things uh, you know, inappropriate content and stuff, especially around uh, um, his nieces, nephews, his, his younger sister and stuff like that. Um, but now you can do it at the device level. Well, Apple will allow this to be done at the device level. So um, you can also add in uh, additional websites and things like that that you want to be blocked. Um, but definitely 
if, if those websites are being accessed or whatever, you'll get a notification about that. Also, screen distance. Um, there was a, a lot of studies that, that's been done over the last few years. And, and uh, what they found are, are kids are holding their screens too close to their face, right? Apple recognized this. They recognized all of the studies. And um, part of the um, their push with health and things like that, one of the things was the screen distance and your phone being able to notify you if you're holding the screen too close to your face, whether you're trying to go to bed at night in the evenings or your kids are, you know, just doing their, their homework or their daily activities. If they're holding the screen too close, they'll get a notification. You'll get a notification about that. Um, and the last one is communication safety. Now, Greg and I mentioned last week about um, will you know, being able to share your uh, contact poster and stuff will people be you know in, including inappropriate content and stuff in that well apple because they listened to the show they heard us yeah yeah right and, and they rushed and they created uh uh part of the the the, the new uh uh safety features is the communication safety and it's going to detect things like that it's also going to detect if your if your children are sending inappropriate content or receiving inappropriate content from their friends because this is always the thing uh, with, with my family we have this conversation almost weekly <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of strange you know my son has some 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 kids who, who who parents aren't as strict as we are I'll, I'll just leave it at that so uh, i always have to give them that constant reminder that even though this is your age group it's still illegal to have nudity and stuff like that uh even though even though you're a minor it's still uh so and again now we'll get notifications if they're sending or receiving that through text message airdrop facetime if those pictures are in their camera roll um and like greg and i said last week those contact posters that you can now share with people if they create their own contact poster uh they want to get a notification and um it says here here we receive some helpful information on how to uh, better protect himself from that from Apple. And I would also get a notification that he received that. So definitely folks, if you're not using FaceTime um, or screen time to, uh, to monitor these devices and stuff like that, then uh, it may be something you should look into now. If you're, if you're a parent and you're concerned about stuff like that, um, you know, like I said, we have these type of conversations almost weekly with, with the group of friends my son runs with. So, uh, if if you're in the same situation that I am with the middle schooler, then uh, look into screen time. They they they're expanding the protections that they've uh, uh, along with all the other cool features that they have that you can um, that you can you know use to protect your family better. So really cool feature. I thought it was a really good good uh, good addition that they added. Well, and this is a good time. We always put this disclaimer right. Jason and I have very definite opinions on this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. about how to manage it and what we want to do for our families. And you absolutely have to decide what's right for yes. you and, and your kids. Um, my biggest thing that I think every parent should do, regardless of where they fall on this stuff and what they decide to do and what not to do, is have conversations with their kids. Yes, right. Yeah, and definitely talk about have it. that communication, talk about it, make sure everybody's on the same page. So um, we're not here to tell you how to parent. We're telling you what we do, what we like, exactly. and the tools that are available. Yeah. So, that, but that was all. That was my tip for this week. That was all we had. Greg, did, did you have anything else? Nope. I think we're good. Okay. 
All right, let's do just a little bit more follow-up. So it's been good having follow-up from uh, from at least one or more listeners that we have. And yes. um, this is from, again, somebody I'm jealous. They already have their phone. So this is from, <laughs> right. this is continuing follow-up, right? From the individual who was thinking about an iPad, then decided to get a new phone. So this listener, she went from the 13 Pro to the 15 Pro. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you just, Give us some feedback because I'm going to go more extreme even on my upgrade. So I wanted to know what it was like to go from the 13 to the 15. And so a couple of things that she pointed out. Number one is that they have a a vehicle that the Bluetooth doesn't work great. So they always connect using a cord. And so lo and behold, when she got in the car the first time with the new phone, no connection because we're now USB-C. So if you're getting one of the new 15s, Regardless of the model, and you use a cord to connect anywhere, yep, yep. you're going to need a new one. So I'm guessing she needed a USB-C to A or a USB-C yep. to AUX or something like that, right? To yep. Yep. be able to do it. But um, Loves the always on screen. The fact that the time is always there. And you can do some customization on that. So I encourage you to play with that if you like mm-hmm. to customize. I thought this was interesting. She does not like the auto portrait mode. Turned it off. Okay. And um, she is a photographer. So, I mean, she knows what she's doing, but she doesn't like it. But it's one of the features I'm excited about. And you're excited to get it on your 14, right? Right, right. So I'm wondering if it's the, because it almost looks like as if the phone is confused what to focus on, right? As you're taking a shot. And I received that. I, I sent you pictures from the wrestling event that I was at this past weekend. And it almost seemed like the phone was confused, like it was glitching out. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that was the same experience that she was that she was experienced, because it, it kind of annoyed me. But I kind of I got I kind of worked around it a, a little bit and we could talk about that another time. But I'm wondering if that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the way it's supposed to work, and Apple likes to say that their stuff just works, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work is if you have this turned on, is that it's always capturing all of the data it needs to make any right. of the adjustments. So, but what it means, if you're the kind of person that never wants to go edit their photos after the fact, yeah, maybe you aren't going to want this, right? You may want to turn off the auto, leave it on manual, so you have to slide to the portrait mode, and you can adjust right in the portrait mode, which focus which subject to focus on, right? So, but if you're willing to go in after the fact, you should be able to change subjects that you focus on, Mm -hmm. dial up and dial down the, the, the bokeh effect, right? So anyway, I just thought it was interesting. She didn't like it. Um, If you look at some of the reviews we're going to talk about, they talk a lot about this feature too. So we'll save that for a little bit later. But anyway, that's one thing she didn't like. Um, She said it is definitely lighter, but it feels sturdier. So, and I seen that on all of the hardware reviews, they said it does feel significantly lighter over the stainless steel, but it doesn't feel like that cheap toy that the right. uh, 7 and 7 Plus had, right? And a lot of people are saying it might be those uh, edges, right? The rounded edges that it's yeah. no longer just the hard edges. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, she got the blue, but said it might as well be grayish black. Yeah, and so, I think that was the worst color. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, but I don't know. I mean, we'll, we can talk about this with a couple of the other reviews. Let's let's hold mm-hmm. on the color stuff because I'm going to go on a rant. Yeah, about the color stuff. Uh, she said battery life is night and day. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And now remember she's a, a photographer and she says the cameras aren't even in the same league and she didn't get the max, right? She just got the pro Yes. and went from the 13 pro to the 15 pro. So I'm, I think I'm going to be using the camera a lot. I think, I think so. And then I asked about cases and screen protectors. Uh, she said yes on screen protectors. Right now, she bought a cheap case because she's a huge Disney fan and is just waiting for a good Disney one to come out. I think on her last one, she had a Disney villains case because that's kind of her jam. So, yeah, which is awesome. Um, and she also told me, because we're going to talk about this a little bit later, because I was mentioning that I'm going to go caseless. And she said, Well, I dropped mine and it was fine. Uh, okay. And then I said, In the case? Or out. And she said in the case. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Because there is some feedback we'll talk about in the reviews about, um, about the, the durability of these phones. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, re- really good feedback. I think yeah. uh, um, I appreciate it. And, and anyone else, too, that wants to share their experience with, their, with the 15 or 15 Pro, just let us know. Send us an email. Send us a text. I'm, and I'm sure, just like you, I get a lot of direct feedback. Like, no one uses the the email or the, or the text, they, they'll just message me directly or um, even through the company page. My wife, because she manages all of that, she would receive feedback from the page. To, right. Yeah. Kind of kind of weird, but, <laughs> yeah. but thank you all. Well, Jason, let's move into our main topic then. So we're going to kind of break this into uh, three segments. First one, we're going to talk right. about iOS 17 and app updates. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about the iOS uh, and the iPhone reviews that have come out. And then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about where I spent my money and whether I regret it or not and uh, yeah. do that. So let's start with the iOS 17 and app updates. And I think you and I are on the same page about this year is right. weird, right? It's just weird. It is. It is. And so I was being patient at first, but I noticed it right off. Like the same day and, and then the next day and then the next day. And I'm like, well, you know, and I'm going to go on a bit of rant uh, about this in a little bit. But like none of the apps that I use specifically say an iOS 17 update, right? They're getting their regular, you know, and they have their generic, you know, we constantly improve our apps to, to do this, blah, blah, blah. This fix uh, contains bugs, fixes and things like that. And that's it, Right. I'm like, okay, they could. They this is probably what they were working on with iOS 16. You know, it's, it's nothing new, no new features or nothing like that. So yeah, I thought it was weird because I noticed, and then a week went by, and I'm like, what is going on? This is really different this year. So you notice it too? Yeah, and it's not like there aren't plenty of updates coming in, right? I'm doing half a dozen to a dozen app updates on both of my devices. Yep. Every single day, but it used to be that day of ios x launch mm-hmm. right there were hundreds over those next couple of days and all yep. of them said ios x compatibility and then it listed all the new things that they were doing all the new and, things the new features the new widgets if any and stuff like that yeah. yeah and there are new features right i mean even if you just think about the most obvious ones which are uh interactive widgets mm-hmm. standby functionality right and then if i think about the watch the whole concept of the widgets on on the watch right. and I'm just not seeing any of that. And I'll talk about just a few that um, that did some of this here in just mm-hmm. a minute. But mm-hmm. overall, I am really disappointed, really disappointed um, right. 
that we're not seeing more of the of these apps embrace some of the new iOS 17 functionality. And so right, I'm actually right. a little a little bit frustrated by it. I mean, I I spoke too soon last week or whenever it was when I said that um <laughs> that my workout app had started working. Right. No. And in the same day. <laughs> no, it's inconsistent and there's been an update, but it didn't mention anything about Watch OS 10 compatibility. And so right. that's my number one frustration. My number two frustration is those apps that I'm seeing update don't seem to be embracing, I'll call it this, the widget ecosystem, for example. I'm just going to focus right. on widgets because that's the biggest thing I've been trying to, to do here, right? Is I want widgets on my home screen, I want widgets on standby mode, and I want widgets on my watch. Right. I want all of those things. And so I've got these apps that are updating and saying we're embracing widgets and interactive widgets. And then I go to the watch and bleh. Yeah. That's another from last week. Right. Yep. So I love the apps. And I love widgets. So what's going to win, right? Is the app going to win me over? Or am I going to go start looking for a different workout app? that's going to embrace the widgets on my watch so I have a little bit easier time with that or that at least fixes the communication issues that I'm having, right? right? So, right. and the funny thing is that app I paid for, that workout app I paid for, it was like five or six bucks or something like that. And I love yeah. it, but I didn't pay for it because I wanted it on my phone. Yeah. I paid for it because I wanted it on my watch. And how many people pay for watch apps, right? Like, right, nobody. right. Not, ma not many. So yeah, so that's, that's what I'm seeing. Um, I think the apps that are widget centric, that are widget apps themselves, mm -hmm. I think they've done a good job, but it just seems like everybody else is slow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that these apps are coming, right? And, and I'm with you. I'm, I, I know if the adoption doesn't take off for it, then they're going to deprioritize it, right? We'll get it, but we'll get it in December or something like that. Or, or so you're right. The more people, the more other developers that take advantage of this, that build that popularity and, and to get people used to using widgets and stuff on the watch, the more interest that it'll, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll stir with, uh, with other developers. But yeah, if we're, if this last week is, is any, uh, any indication of how things are going to be, yeah, then it's going to be pretty slow to get these features that we've been dying for. Yeah. So, or, you know, we could be wrong, you know, maybe everyone has one in the pipeline now and they're just working out those bugs and, and, and working out those last few, uh, uh issues and they're going to just start hitting us with them in the next, you know, yeah. in the next few weeks, which is what I'm hoping. But yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm just surprised at how iOS 17 just didn't seem like a big deal to some yeah. of these developers. And, and I actually, from, a checking stuff standpoint, I'm not just relying on what they tell me. So if I'll see an app that I believe should have a widget, like on my mm -hmm. watch and I install the update, I go in and check. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not just yeah. relying on the release notes because some organizations are really horrible about what they do with their release notes. Right. Right. So. And they keep it like we said earlier, they keep that same generic. We're continuing yeah. to improve. This is uh, what's included. We fix these bugs and blah, blah, blah. And they get some intern to, 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 to put it up. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Don't depend on the release notes, but. Well, let me talk 
on that down note, let me talk about some apps that have updated and what I've seen from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll start with apps that are ded- dedicated to widgets. So you can't talk about widgets without talking about underscore David Smith's widget smith. So this is kind of the be all end all about um, widget apps. And if you want to um, hear an amazing story, you got to find the, can't remember what podcast he was on, but he talked about um, when widgets first launched and he launched widget smith right on the day one. Mm-hmm. And he was on holiday or something. He's in the UK and he was on holiday and um, was visiting family and wasn't planning on doing a whole bunch and went back and looked and he had hundreds and hundreds of emails in his support box right. from his app and it had gone viral. And so his holiday turned into him with multiple laptops and his family <laughs> helping him respond to stuff and him releasing. But it was a great story. But Pretty amazing. So it is all up and running. And I want to just mm-hmm. talk about two of the widgets that I'm playing with there. So okay. one of them, because these widgets can be interactive, right? You can basically kind of scroll or tap through things. And so the first one I have super, super simple. I'm going to do more with this when I get my new phone. But on my current phone, I just picked a picture of my wife that I really like. And then it gives you the ability to put a note or a message behind that. And so if I tap on the picture of my wife, it could pop up and say, you know, my best friend or, you know, whatever the case may be. And just a fun little thing. I'm sure people are doing more stuff with that. But I thought that was a really cool implementation. It's not a smart stack. You know how Mm -hmm. you can flip through smart stacks of widgets. It's not that. It's just a single widget that I can tap on and her picture kind of slides up and I see the message and then it slides back down. Really, really cool. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Now that one's free. The Widget Smith does have a subscription, which I think I'm probably going to have to get. And that one's free. And this next one is also free. Mm-hmm. The next one, do you remember CoverFlow for music? Yeah. Right? Where you could just yeah. swipe through the album covers? Yep. Look really cool on the. Uh, yep. I remember that. He has created that in a widget. Okay. So you can go what, in. Is it and like custom- a smart stack? No, it is not a smart stack. It is okay. a single widget. And you can go in and you can configure it and you add either the playlists or the albums that you want to have. And basically you just tap on the next one and then tap on the next one. And it just slides the cover art over. That is really cool. And then if you tap on the one that's front and center to start Mm -hmm. playing that album playlist or whatever it is, it'll start playing. And if you have... Because it'll allow you to choose which music player you're going to play the music out of, too. Mm-hmm. If you have it set to Apple Music, for example, and you've got Apple Music's now playing widget, mm-hmm. it updates both widgets. Really? And so now all of a sudden, your now playing widget is that same playlist, and you've got all of the Apple now playing stuff to nice. go along with it. So okay. it is really, really cool. I need to put it on my iPad, too. but. Um, I just think that's amazing. And those are the only two that I've played with in there. And he's got dozens of new interactive widgets in that okay. app. So if yeah, you haven't played with it, that. you need to go in and play with that one. <laughs> I want that one. That one sounds really cool. I used to love the cover flow thing. I, I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to jump on that one. He has done an amazing job on that. So now the other one that's related to this is called Widget Pod. Now, you have to buy this one to actually do the widgets. You can go configure as many as you want, but you have to actually buy this one to go um, 
to turn them on basically. Okay. Right. And so it's just another one. It was actually recommended in, I think it was Federico Vitici's, um, you guys can see me on camera. You can see that I'm actually going in and trying to look at this to see if I can find it on my app store. I can't find it on the phone, but uh, yeah, so it's actually for Apple Music and Spotify. So this one was really specific to music, right? But it's just got some amazing now playing kind of stuff in here. Okay. And I'm thinking that if I have the CoverFlow one, and then I have this one tied to Apple Music, that because Apple Music is going to start playing, right. that it's going to be this widget pod, which is very, very configurable. So like I said, you got to buy it in order to actually put the widgets on your home screen. Okay. But it looks pretty cool. So, so is that's this one, another one I wanted to mention. Super expensive or or what is this? Or is oh, it like a subscription? Bucks. Four oh, bucks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. S single in app purchase, no subscription. So yeah, I'm just waiting for my new phone. And then I'll buy that one and, and turn right. that on and, and go in and check it out. So and then there's a couple other widget apps. I don't use these as much anymore. One of them is called Color Widgets and the other one is called Sticky Widgets. And they have, you know, clocks and phones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the sticky widgets one. Um, I think it's sticky widgets, not color widgets. One of the two is like uh, old-fashioned sticky notes that you okay. can have on your that you can have on your home screen in a widget, and it'll have the text in there, and then you can tap into them and add text and stuff to them. So okay, uh, cool. I used to use those for like my camping lists until reminders got so good. So both of those yeah. have been updated with interactivity activity as well. So those are widget specific ones. Um, that have been updated that I'd recommend folks check out. Okay. Yeah, those are all pretty cool. And and like I mentioned before, I I hadn't really played around with any of these widget apps even before the uh, interactive widgets and things like that. So um yeah, these these really piqued my curiosity. So I'm gonna check them out. All right, and then here's some non-widget apps that did mention iOS 17 compatibility. One of them is PeakAlk. Um, if anybody knows mm -hmm. anything about Peacock, James Thompson, the developer, is day one on every platform that Apple has. He's going to be day one on the Vision Pro, too, he said. Yeah. So um, if you need a calculator app, this is the one to get. Um, and But I'm not sure what the new functionality is there because I don't see any new widgets from him. And I know there was concern about building a full calculator into a widget, but I've seen other people do it. So maybe now he's going to go, okay, Apple didn't reject there, so maybe I should... Yeah, do that. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my eye on that one. Um, everybody knows that listens to the show knows that Overcast is my podcast player of choice. Right. They he Mark Warman's got an amazing widget for iPhone. Um, so he's got a couple of different ones where you can see all your your playlists, you know, you, and you can just hit play right from the widget and start Overcast playing. So that's one I'm going to be fiddling with on the new phone as well. Right. Um, and nothing on the watch. That's it. <laughs> me, me want watch widgets. Uh, right. So I think whatever change he made, I think did improve the synchronization of the data between the two, like being able to download podcasts onto my watch quickly, which is number okay. one for sure. But I yeah. need Overcast to have a widget and or the little icon that goes into that one widget where you can put three icons of apps, right? I need right. one or both of those things. So uh, hopefully that's coming. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. Fantastical, which is my calendar app of choice, much to Jason's surprise, yeah. um, has widgets in all places. Uh, interactive widgets for the devices, standby mode, and on the watch. And the widgets on the watch are garbage. 
<laughs> that sounds about right. So, but the standby widgets are really good. I've actually configured a couple of them. I like their calendar view that shows you the days of the month better than I like Apple's. Okay. Um, because it also sh it highlights days that you've got events on there. Okay. So you know Which, if yeah, you have any it, blank. Yeah. It doesn't do that with Apple. Right. Right. Yep. And then you've got some to-do list widgets and stuff like that that you can do on there. So when I get my new phone set up, I'll probably do a video on how I'm setting up standby and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, widgets in all places, they are interactive. I like that I can go in and I've got the Fantastical widget and I can just tap on a to-do in the little box and it checks it off and it disappears and rolls up the next one. They've got a big plus button for starting something new right off of the widget. So that right. stuff is really, really, really good. So, and then the last one, um, is Outlook. Okay, now yes. I know people look at me and go, why do you use Outlook? I right. use it because I run a business and I use Microsoft stuff for pretty much everything because I'm a consultant right. for companies that use Microsoft. They use Outlook, so. right. <laughs> but it's also what I'm comfortable with. We talked about this, right? I use it because I know how to manage it. I don't want to deal with right. Google or anything else. So they right. updated. We used it for they years. Have, yep. They have widgets. The widgets on the phone look really good. The mm -hmm. standby widget is pretty good. And nothing on the watch. Yeah. Which is where <laughs> I need it. Same thing with uh, Overcast because the, that Outlook is the way that I send myself quick notes when I'm out with mm -hmm. just my watch. Is I use Outlook to send myself an email and then it updates when I get back to the house and I'm good to go. So I need widgets on the watch. People, a lot of people are using watches. The yes. Ultra and Ultra 2s have become ridiculously popular. So right. Right. put the widgets on the watch, please. Yeah. So there's my rant because uh, I need both of those. I don't use a lot of apps on the watch, right? I use right. mostly Apple stuff and Overcast and Outlook. Right, right. And, and the two and, that I really want. Ugh. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping to that these companies aren't going by the numbers, right? Because I think most people don't use a lot of apps on the watch, right? The, the people who really want that functionality and they get every bit of usage they can, they use it. And we want things like widgets and stuff like that. Yeah. But hopefully they're not going to the, just looking at those numbers and they look at their app store metrics and they look at the watch store metrics and they say, let's deprioritize that. Nobody's using that. But that's the reason why nobody's using it, because you guys aren't giving us what we want on, on the watch. So, yeah, right. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think uh, hopefully that's not what's going on with a lot of these developers. They're just like, oh, when this number reaches the millions, then I'll show more interest in it. But right now it's just a few thousand and, you know, but hey, it is what it is. So Well, here's the, here's the problem. So this is the problem that overcast and outlook and if microsoft is listening to this and can mm -hmm. hear this for uh I think outlook, awesome right yeah me too right because of this i've gone to using the snoopy watch face only like on sunday okay and you know how much i love my snoopy watch face right, right. and the reason for that is because the only way for me to get to outlook and overcast, if I'm using the Snoopy watch face, mm -hmm. is to press the crown and get that, or uh, to double press the crown, not press the crown, but to double press the crown and then right. scroll through all my open apps. Right, right. To find that one because I can't do it on the 
on the with the, uh, widget, the yeah. widgets. But if I use the new modular watch face that you and I both love, right. I've got Outlook and Overcast just sitting there, and it's either uh, a pinch and tap, right, with the assistive touch, or mm-hmm. a simple tap away. And so I'm back to when I need functionality, I'm back to that watch face that right, I love, right. and, but and, it's <laughs> not Snoopy. <laughs> and, and you're right. This is what I didn't want to happen. Right. I wanted to keep using those widgets. I wanted to remember I, I you recommended using the 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 uh, the portrait uh, uh, watch face with the widgets and stuff like that. Use it. And I loved it for that week. Same with the Snoopy. But since this modular watch face has been out, I just enjoy just at one one glance, seeing the weather, seeing the temperature, being able to control devices, being able to go to my messages and stuff like that. You know, I just. Uh, all that at a glance functionality i I love it so yeah yeah back to what we were saying give us the widgets we'll start using more more of these watch faces look if i could put outlook and overcast as icons in that one widget right that gives you Mm -hmm. three icon spots i would pin that to the top and then all it is is a swipe up or a scroll up of the crown and a tap yeah. Then I could use the Snoopy watch face or the photo watch faces or try some of the others that I want to try all day long. Right. But not if I'm going to have to go hunting and pecking for yep. the, what I need to get to. So, yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me. I honestly think Overcast is going to get it because I just think it's, it was a priority yeah. thing for him. And like I said, the fact that he cleaned up or was able to take advantage of 17 and get better synchronization between yes. the phone and the watch for the data, absolutely priority number one, right? I have to wait basically no time now for podcasts to download, whereas before it was just, yeah, you know, watching luck paint of the dry. draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about watching paint dry and grass grow and all that kind of stuff when we get to the stuff I bought. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so anyway, those are the apps. Um, I know, Jason, you've got a couple. I do want to mention that Work Outdoors app of mine. That's my first biggest frustration right now. I need that app to work now. I haven't been able to work out in two weeks, so I guess it's kind of irrelevant. But those communication issues are a problem, right? And that's got to be something fundamental in the way the app is calling the audio APIs because it works fine in the the, um, workout app itself, Apple's. Mm -hmm. And I've had problems with both of my headphone sets, my AirPods Pro and my Beats, right? Right. So it's got to be something in there I don't know. So, you know, that's there's my rant about an app that needs to get updated because it's designed to be used on the watch. Fix yeah. my communication issues, right? Right, right. So, and that falls in line too with some of the communication issues with some of the apps I have on my list. So, I know we mentioned that we're not seeing a lot of apps specific, specifically being updated for 17, but there are some that I check daily that I need updated, right? These apps are really having some issues. And so if I could go on my little rant for a minute, my security cameras here at the house, my, my mm. not all of them, but my main ones. Now they work fine. These just, and I'm talking about the uh, Arlo security apps uh, or, or Arlo security cameras, right? I have a 4k camera in the front, right over the driveway to watch over the cars in the front yard. Uh, one over the door, the back door is also a 4k camera. Then uh, uh, I have some just HD cameras around. They work fine in the Arlo app, right? I can go to the app, I can I can open it up and they'll load it. And and they'll load up. 
there's something going on with HomeKit to where, right, someone comes to ring the doorbell and, and that's a different company. Um, it pops up, right? When it pops up, it'll show who's standing there or whatever, and I can tap on it, interact with them and, and, and uh, whatnot. But it also shows the other cameras. It'll be like 30 to 40 seconds in before one of those cameras updates, right? And then it'll update. And then the other one will show a day ago or, or two days ago or whenever the last time it synced. And some of them won't sync at all. So there's something going on that I need them to update this app so I can continue using my security cameras and HomeKit, right? Because I don't like to use, you know, we have, you know, 50 different, you know, apps to use with, and, and if they work with HomeKit, I would rather just use it in HomeKit. That's, that way I can view and control all of these devices. So definitely Arlo Security, they need to get on that. Uh, the Withings uh, HealthMate app, that's my blood pressure monitor app, still having communication issues. I found out this weekend, and I hadn't paired it because now we can tap credit card payments directly on the iPhone. Um, for whatever reason, I needed to use the Square um, a credit card chip reader. It didn't pair easy <laughs> at all. I had to go and remove it twice, re-add it just to get it to uh, to take the a credit card payment. And you know, uh, well, you know, most people may know if you have a customer standing in front of you, you want to be as efficient as possible, right? You want to be able to that's just part of good customer service. You want to, don't want to have your customer standing there like, okay, this guy's an amateur. He can't take my card, you know? Um, but yeah, it didn't pair easily and, and having to totally remove it and then re-add it again is not something that you would enjoy doing, let alone having to do it twice. Um, and um, there's a few other apps too, like, like you mentioned, Greg, that I want widget functionality for, right? There's some banking apps that have widgets currently that aren't just working as good as they used to after the update. Um, there's one in particular, I won't name names, but the widget's there. Every time you go to look at the widget, it wants you to tap and log into the main app just so you can view the widget. Well, what is the point? I don't need a widget yeah. that I have to tap on to read. So there's a, a lot of that going on that I know when they sp release a specific iOS 17 app, a lot of those issues would be resolved, but you know, it, it's been over a week already. Let's get on it. <laughs> right. Well, so then the question that then comes up in my mind is did some of these developers see iOS 17 as such a minor thing and they right. said, well, I'm not doing widgets, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. When there seems to be some core. Right. Some, Something some under there, whether internal, some Bluetooth some changes stuff, yeah. or, yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to, we'll see what happens. You know, when I get my new phone, I'm going to do all the things. And sometimes, you know, starting off with a fresh, you know, set of data, even if I transfer right. my data, which I'm probably going to do now. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that, that sometimes, change. sometimes that cleans some stuff yes. up, right? And so we'll see. But it's just like, you know, these these apps, we rely on this stuff, especially if you think about banking, right? right. I mean, that was right. one of my concerns with my mom's cell phone is all of her banking stuff, right? For any of her personal stuff that we needed to get to, the only way I was going to get to it was either through, through the bounds of paperwork I had to go through right. to find stuff or if she had it on her phone. So, yeah, I just hope that developers haven't said, ah, it's iOS 17. There's nothing that really impacts us. Right. And... 
didn't do anything. And if that's the approach that they took, please, please, you know, get on top of stuff. And this has made me, I mean, Mac OS Sonoma is coming out today. And then I got thinking about this right. yesterday. I'm a little hesitant to throw it on. Um, you know, I said I was going to upgrade on day one because I wanted everything in sync, but I'm a little hesitant to right. do that, um, even for the Microsoft suite of stuff. And maybe I'll wait a couple of days and see if, you know, the Office suite gets updated and it says specifically, you know, Sonoma yep. compatibility. Um, but I, it just seems like developers didn't pay attention like they did in, in the past. Yeah. And we could be completely wrong. And like you said, they could all be sitting in the wings or, you know, app approval is backed up or whatever the case yes, may be. But that could be it too. just, it is very unusual that we haven't seen, you know, I've got, I don't know, a couple hundred apps on my phone or whatever the case may be. At least half of them should have been released and specifically said iOS 17 compatibility. Right, right. And, you know, and we complain about these developers, but real quick before we finish, I've just been having HomeKit issues in general. Yeah. Right. Remember I told you I had to take off my HomeKit app. Uh, uh, iPad that I have, you know, mounted on the counter because I believe that it was causing some issues and some delays because there was some things for matter and stuff that got updated on all the devices and that one's too old to receive those updates. So I said, well, let me take that one out of the equation. But this weekend, I told you like all day, the hub was just going offline and online, offline and online. And it's weird because I noticed yesterday too was, was particularly bad because you know, during the dismissal or, or when the bus drops off for the kids, um, you know, we're in and out, right? We'll go out of the front door and I get a notification for all of those when it's unlocked, walk by the camera, door locks, all of that, right? Go to the, the bus stop, come back, unlock the door, walk by the camera, unlock. So I get those constant notifications. They all were delayed to the point where I was getting all three notifications when we're already in the <laughs> inside yeah sitting down and things like that. And, and uh, it's just annoying. So I don't think it's just developers. I think Apple's yeah. having some some back-end issues too that, that they're working out. And, you know, it, it's all speculations. We're not insiders yet. So we don't know specifically if there's a problem, but it seems like there's something going on, at least with, with HomeKit right now. And a few other I things mean, too that you've dealt with. Yep. And maybe, they're, uh, maybe they were doing some back-end stuff to get ready for Sonoma dropping. Right, right. Too, right? Yeah, so, so they're still making that's a why lot of said, changes and stuff too. That's the big thing about me getting on Sonoma is I want everything on the latest because the latest and greatest are all going to play much, much nicer together. And I still right. haven't upgraded all my home stuff to the new standard because I've got a couple of old devices that sit in yeah. there that can't be updated. Can't be updated. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, I just I hope this stabilizes in the next couple of weeks because it's a little bit painful. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And again, we're complaining about things that, you know, they work well when you open the app or they work well when you be a little patient with it, but it just doesn't work exactly as advertised. So, All right, Jason, let's move on to our next section. This is the, let's talk about some of the hardware and software reviews that are out there. And I'll let you start. Uh, you and I have one hardware review in common but why don't you start us through these and i put a few notes in i can add on for the for the second one if we if we want to so right so i think <laughs> so it used to be a, a point in time right because we started with this 
like early, right? But when when doing reviews on devices, there were what like three or four guys that really took off, right? That that uh, became legends in the game. You know, John Redinger and a, and a few other people. But now everyone's doing it, right? At any level, you go into to YouTube or wherever you watch reviews and you type in iPhone 15 Pro Max, you will get all the way from the huge companies, right? Your your CNets and your and your Verges and things like that, all the way down to just a guy holding the phone in his in his room. That the only phone that he saved up to buy, he he saved up months for it, and he bought that one phone, and he's doing a review on it. And I appreciate all of them, right? But there are certain ones that I I, I just I'm used to going to. They're my go tos for for things like that. Um, what it used to be the Verge, um, um. But uh, I'm not I'm not recommending uh, one of these videos this time around. But the first one, so I have two for hardware. The first one is going to be CNET, right? And what I like about these CNET reviews is that man, they give you a real like 4K clear uh, uh, HD quality videos, right? And you can see the phone in different lighting, right? They they're good about the guys that do them about having the phone inside and outside right they're, they're walking around with them they're putting them through real life scenarios and so you can see the phone in different lighting and things like that but you can also see some of the features that they they test out in action right they, they they're good about showing shots specifically from that device that they're taking um uh the different usage and, and things like that from the features that they announced so the first one is cnet and i included the link to the youtube video uh i'm sure it's up on cnet's website but you're already on YouTube anyway, watching us. Click on the link, go to uh check out CNET's uh review of the 15 Pro Max. And uh another one that we've watched since the beginning, right? And I, I talk about these guys that start off in their room with just their camera and they're talking about Marquise Brownlee, right? He started up to now his his videos are I mean, they're top notch, right? His production studio is like a whole warehouse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he gives those huge companies, CNET and, and all the other ones, he gives them a run for their money, right? These are really good, uh, 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 you know, the production quality he puts into them. Now, he he's one of the ones that brought all devices in all colors, right? There's a few guys that, that do that. Uh, he bought every device in every color, and uh, you can see those, and he actually goes through the unboxing and things like that. So I included his his uh his reviews to uh his youtube review yeah so that's the first one that i watched and he said it wasn't so much a review as it was kind of an unboxing and first impressions right because he right. only had the devices for like six days um but here's my takeaway and we'll we'll, we'll deal with color now yeah pale colors they're all washed out Right, the 15 models with those pastels, they all came across as washed out, at least the way I was watching it. And I was watching it on a 4K TV, Yeah. Yeah. right? And then when he did the pro models, like the natural titanium and the white also washed out. I mean, it almost seemed like you couldn't even see the Apple logo on the white one. So I don't know what the problem is with bright colors right because i don't even think they offer offered a product red in the regular phone no, this time did they, they didn't which we know is which, coming we know it's coming yeah it'll probably be march but i mean you know my favorite iphone ever was that deep forest green yes. 11 pro max that i had right but right. there's just no there basically is no color here it's like 
they have a, an eyedropper and they say, this whole production line, we have to use this single eyedropper on every phone in this whole production yeah. line, right? Let's so make there, it last. <laughs> there's there's just enough color in there. And now I just don't understand because I don't think it's that hard, right? And in my opinion, at this point, if these are the colors you're going to release, simplify everything yes. and release a single color. Just release like the natural titanium, the most neutral color in the regular uh, phones and call right. it good because these things are, uh, uh, they're just bad, right, right, right? In my opinion. So I agree. Focus on one color or go back to the black and white, right? Focus on your two colors, your black phone and your white phone, right? Yeah. And then step your bumper game up, step your case game up, right? Do yeah. some, some first party cases with those colors that everyone wants, right? Yeah. The colors have been downhill, I would say, since the iPhone 13, right? They had those beautiful, bold colors, right? My wife has a product red iPhone. My sister-in-law uh, at the time, she got the blue. They had that really nice blue. Um, and even on the pro models, they had the really nice colors. And they've been downhill since, right? The 14 were a little bit worse. These are terrible. I think yeah. these are the worst colors on the iPhone ever. Yeah. I mean, that user feedback we got said the blue might as well be gray or black. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so, and the problem usually with black is they're not black. They're right. whatever version of space gray they come out. Like I'm looking at the, the 12 pro version of space gray right now. It looks green. Yes. Right. And <laughs> the light that I've got it in right now and not a good green. So, right. And so let's sidebar for a second, because the other thing they're getting hammered on right now is their new cases which appear to be complete garbage. I saw a picture yes. of the fine woven cases sitting in an Apple store and they had scratches down them. Like if somebody had run their finger down them. Yep. And just sometimes leather will do that, right? But this is so easy to do on these. They're, they're just not good. Yeah. So I saw a headline today that said these cases may turn out to be the biggest whiff of the year. And so fine you can still get some of the silicone stuff and i know mm -hmm. they're trying to do this environmentally friendly kind of stuff but these are supposed to be and they claim it the most personal devices that we have right and right. they talk about that right. for the phone and the watch and the apple watch ultra didn't even get a second color this year i mean come on yeah. put black in here yeah. right you did the black titanium phone do the black titanium watch too but anyway so these are supposed to be able to be the most personal devices that we have and for right. a lot of people this is their only device right their phone so let them yeah. be original and i know there's a huge case market but i don't want to go with a case this year i really want to have the natural beauty of these devices because putting right. aside the colors these are amazing they devices. are they are right yeah. so anyway i i think that's a whiff on colors and i don't think they did a good job of supplementing the color with cases because I don't think anybody wants to buy them. Right. So, right. So I did change my mind about one color. And again, this was after I watched CNET's review. I think you and I both agreed that the natural white color just didn't look good. Right. It just looked like a dirty iPhone. Right. After seeing CNET's review, I kind of changed my mind about that. I'm back to thinking that that natural white should have been the way to go. I, I, th yeah. I think the white one, I did see versions of the white one in better lighting that looked better. So I think you made a good choice. But, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I spoiled your, I spoiled your, your, your choices no, we told. that you made. We told. Okay. So they know. We said. But. You're talking about the natural titanium. 
They're not your right, titanium. No. Yes, yes, yeah, not yeah, yeah. the yeah. So I, I think that looks better out in the wild than it did on the yeah. the uh, promotional videos and stuff like that. The promotional picture pictures and things. So yeah. Uh, so the other thing, uh, Marquez said that, yes, it's still going to collect fingerprints. And I've heard both sides of that. It yeah. does collect fingerprints, but not as bad. There is a braided cable in the box. It's not color matched, but it is uh, a braided cable. You notice the curves on the sides, the smaller bezels. They, you notice them at first, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to notice them because, again, I'm going from a 12, right? And so the right, bezels are right. a lot smaller. But he says after a while, you just kind of get used to it. Um, you can charge a lightning phone from one of these. So I, okay. we could plug my 12 into my 15 pro max and it will charge the lightning one. It's always a one-way charge on that one, which makes sense. If you plug two USB-C iPhones into the other, they talk to each other and figure out which one should charge, which. Okay. So whichever one's lowest starts to get the charge and it's only yeah, four and a half that watts is a nice out. Touch. <laughs> yeah, it's only four and a half watts out, so it's going to be super, super slow. Yeah. But, I mean, if I have a USB-C to lightning cable and we're at an amusement park or something like that, and my wife's like, ah, oh, my phone's right. dead, I can right. give her some juice, right? Because she's got the mini, so she's got the smallest battery that, that yeah. you can have kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah so those were, those were some of the things I got from his. Uh, I would say you can look at iJustine's. Hers was pretty cool. She went down mm-hmm. to Catalina. Um, and did some of her testing and stuff there. Uh, that one was pretty good as well. But uh, yeah, so at least for now, I'm going to go yeah. watch the CNET one. I didn't watch that one, and I'm sure I'll watch a few other hardware ones. And if you want to watch a guy uh, unboxing their new iPhone Pro Max when it arrives, watch our channel because I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll be oh, the yeah. guy that's just got a single phone. They're going, it's nice. Yep. <laughs> Until we get to our studio, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so... And this is, I, I know we, we don't have it uh, uh, down on the, on the list here, but I wonder what happened with that braided cable, the color match braided cable rumor, right? That didn't come from anywhere. So I'm sure at some point they have been testing that. But it, it, one, it didn't seem cost effective to do. When I heard about it, I'm like, you know, that, that, that may have been Steve Jobs' Apple, right, to do something yeah. like that. But uh, I just didn't see him doing it now. So, but I'm wondering really. You know, it it didn't come out of thin air. There probably were cables that that they were testing or whatever. But I wonder what what you know forced that decision not to do it. It could have been test cables. It could have been the ones associated with the Max that get color, right? Right. right. And um, I mean, all of those things, and they still could be coming. I mean, we know that Apple likes to do like a color refresh of bands and phones and cases yeah. and that kind of stuff in the spring. So. Maybe that kind of stuff comes right. in the spring. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy that it's a braided cable. Right. Um, the question will be, do I even pull the braided cable out of the box because I've got my anchor cables right? You know, right. floating around. And, so, and I'm going to use yeah. MagSave. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And it, it could have been too. I, I get, it could have been one of those things. Like you said, maybe in the spring, and maybe it was never something that was going to be included. Maybe this is just going to be that extra cable that you buy from Apple. And, hey, you can just buy the color of your phone. Maybe it was never included, intended to be included in the box. But, you know, that's, that's a subject for a different show. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. I will tell so. you that if I go caseless, which we need to talk about, mm-hmm. if I go caseless, 
And in the spring, they launch a really good green iPhone 15 Pro Max. I'm going to be so mad. Yep. So upset because they'll never do it in the fall, right? So even if they launch it in the spring, the 16 won't have that same color, right? right? And so then I'm going to be stuck with, do I want to buy this now? And then be on the offset yearly upgrade Mm -hmm. cycle, right? Where I'm trying to upgrade in the spring just because of the color. By then I'll know if I had enough storage space and all that kind of, I'm just going to be mad if they do it. And I'm, there's more rumor now that the mini is going to release later this year. And so it's just like, Oh, come on, Apple. And we got to talk about (laughs) some of these struggles I'm having with Apple here in a minute, but they're not making my life easy at the moment. Right, right. And it's all because they listen to the show and they're like, you know what? Greg wants it. Let's go ahead and release that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so yeah, so that was all I had for a hardware version. Now, again, I watched tons of videos, but the ones that I wanted to recommend, those were the ones that that I wanted to recommend. I think you can get a really good idea of how the phone looks and functions in someone's hands, right? Inside and outside, different features and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Check the CNET one out. Um, I, I remember the one you sent me where they tested it out at uh, Disneyland. That was, that was a really good one. So I have those two. So there's two. I'll skip that. You can come back to your software one. So since you brought it yep. up, I'll bring up this other one. So 9to5Mac, Tyler Stallman at 9to5Mac, and then TechCrunch. And I can't remember the other guy's name at TechCrunch. Um, so Tyler Stallman has a YouTube video out for 9to5Mac that's all about, it is about the phone, but it's mostly about the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he is shooting, uh, uh, walking along the street with action mode turned on and yes. showing how bumpy it is going back and forth. And then he shows you the cleaned up version cause it fixes all of that. Yeah. Um, so that one is really good. And then, like I said, go to TechCrunch. You can see Disneyland's review. That might be the last one we get for TechCrunch on that, because I understand the gentleman that does those Disneyland reviews every year is leaving TechCrunch. Okay. So Let's start his own those, thing. I don't know. We'll see, right? Okay. Um, but those two reviews, if you want to see what the camera can do, it's really good. Now, the good thing about right. the Disneyland one is he's really reviewing camera, yes, but he's also, it's his payment method. It's his ticket. It's his, right. how do I check status in line? So he's also testing the battery of the Max, right? And how long can the battery go? And he's got multiple phones there going with him and all that kind of stuff. And Disneyland is just a great place to test that. So that is, that is the perfect comes, place to test, test yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so yeah. So those, both of those, 9to5Mac, Tyler Stallman, and then TechCrunch's Disneyland one. There's YouTube videos for both of those. Yeah. I, I'll probably watch them both again, um, especially yes. the Disney, Disneyland run because it's just just so good. Right. When you send it to me that night, I'm, I'm looking at it and like, I, you know, I know it's amazing being there, but looking at video and, and pictures from that phone, I mean, it gives you an idea of how beautiful the colors are there and, and just the environment around and, and the detail and stuff like that. Yeah, it, that was a really good review. So if you really want to see what that camera can do, uh, I think we both recommend that video. Yep, absolutely. But tell us about software. You and I have the same one on our list for software, but yeah. you got to buckle in for this one, right? Right, right. This one, I believe, is called iOS 17, the movie. So Brandon Butch is a, a YouTuber, and uh, he's up and coming. He's, he's one of the new guys that's making that transition from being small-time guy to, to really giving 
awesome production value when he does his reviews and his uh, his tips and tutorials and things like that. So he has a two and a half, or no, not two and a half, two hour, 15 minute feature link film on all the features available uh, uh, that's new in iOS 17. I mean, and he is really detailed. It took me it's, a few days to, to get through It's every it. change, right? It isn't it's just features. It's, hey, this font on this particular setting screen is a little different, or they changed this right. button, right? It, right. Is, it is ridiculous. I had to watch it on 2X and skip around because it just was so right. much right. content. So he says in the beginning, too, to grab snacks or whatever, and it just so happened that my wife and I both were, were sitting in the living room and we had snacks. She had her M and M's. I had some some uh, some popcorn or something like that. And I'm like, hey, that's funny. So I took a snap a picture of the snacks and sent it to Greg. <laughs> so it was great. Yeah, buckle in for this one. It is a long watch. Again, YouTube. Uh, if you're logged in, it saves your spot, your progress or whatever, so you can go in and out and watch it. But you know, if you have 15, 20 minutes to spare before you're you're heading out, I would say watch the first 20 minutes of it. You know, let it pause, let it stop come back to it in the evening or something like that. It took me a couple of days to go through. Um, if you have two hours and 15 minutes to sit and watch all the way through, then hey, by all means to, you know, knock that out. But uh, it is really thorough. Um, it is really good uh, as far as the uh, the details and stuff he put in into it. Uh, the production value is really good. You know, he's not using a shaky cam or anything like that. And uh, um He's pretty charismatic too, right? You yeah. can you can listen to this guy. You can understand him clearly, which is um, um, I know a lot of people that that uh, complain about some of the reviewers and stuff like that. You know, when I read the comments, it's always about um, you know having trouble understanding them and the pronunciation and stuff. And this guy is really good, so check him out, Brandon Brandon Butch. Also, not this video because he has just like everyone else, he has those. 25 features you should change right away or the top 10 features and this is what I believe the top five features are so he has those quick short videos that you can watch but this particular one that I'm recommending two hours 15 minutes it's a it's quite a ride but it is a good one and then I think the other one if you don't want to watch the feature length film if you want to read and be able to read chunks because I do sometimes better with reading and having my device and playing with it at the same time I right. did that with the video too, but MacStories.net, uh, Federico Vitici's annual iOS and iPadOS 17 reviews. Mm -hmm. um, you definitely want to go into those. Now, the good thing about those is that's more of how do I do things with them? Not just what's changed, but this is what you can do with them. And that's where I found like WidgetPod was yes. mentioned in there. And he talks a lot about some other stuff. So okay. those, I think that's the other one. Uh, and actually he, you can buy it as an ebook. You can get his review as an ebook and not just read it on the web. But okay. then also, does Gurman uh, still do that? Did, um, I don't know if Gurman do does that, it right? anymore. I don't think he does. Okay. You know, he's doing all that writing for the fancy Bloomberg stuff. Yeah. But yeah. but here's the other cool thing: if you've loaded iOS 17, you can go to the MacStories.net and have it read Federico's yes. review to you too, right? So right, right. That's that was our tip from last week. Something that. Uh, I was really surprised to see, and I've used it a couple of times since then, so really good. All right, so I, I want to get one more in here okay. um, because it's going to lead into a conversation that we got to have. So iFixit. If you don't know what iFixit is, they tear down these things, and they provide kits to repair them and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. 
So they've done their annual thing, and it's a mixed bag on the repairability of the new iPhones. Apparently, some parts are easier, but then they've also started pairing parts together, so you can't replace one without replacing the other, which makes them harder right. to repair. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. They're also saying that the titanium is more vulnerable to scratches than the stainless steel was. Mm. That's not good to hear. No. Now, to be seen, right? People have only had these for a week. But I have also seen articles, and I haven't watched the videos. I haven't dared watch the videos because sometimes they make me want to throw up. Mm -hmm. That the back glass is much easier to shatter on wow. the 15 series than previous ones have been. That is definitely not good news because that is one of the most expensive parts to replace. Well, the, it's glass. come down in price. I think it's now like 200 bucks instead of 500. It used to be right. 500 to replace it. Now I think it's like 200 because it's a single piece of glass now. Yeah, and all, the thing all they did with the camera, the camera yeah, bump yeah, yeah. and all of that. Yep. But Still, here's the conversation. Is... Now I've got Apple Care Plus. Remember, yes. I bought Apple Care Plus along the, with this. And so it's, what is it, like 69 bucks for each case of accidental damage that you want to deal with, right? Um, but I now have to raise the question, should I really be going caseless with this new phone if those sides are going to scratch easier because you know i've taken chunks out of the sides on my current one and it yes. drives me absolutely bonkers and if that back glass is going to be much more vulnerable mm -hmm. to being shattered i wanted to go caseless and i bought apple care plus so that i could go caseless right right so now the question becomes is that still a good idea or am I going to be regretting that because every three months I'm going to be spending another $69 right. to go right. in and have the glass replaced? And just remember, I have to drive because Apple Care Plus does not express replace the back glass. You can't have them ship you a new device. You have to take it into a store. You have to go so to the I store. So I have to drive right. up there. So what the heck am I going to do now? I really want to go caseless right. and just put a skin, right. even if it's a clear skin on it. But am I going to be running the risk? Now, I've never had to use Apple Care on a phone in years. I think mm -hmm. maybe once or twice early on, but I haven't had to. So now I'm back to this debate on do I go in and cancel my Apple Care Plus, right? And then mm -hmm. go spend 80 bucks on a really, really nice, durable, but thin as I can get it case. Right, right. Or do I stick with my current plan and try and go caseless? Or am I doing something completely different? I don't know the right. answer to this now. My, the, the reader that got their phone said they dropped it, but it was in the case and it was just fine. Yes. And I'm thinking of the, when I damaged this current one was because it slid off of a table that was only less than a foot off the ground and hit the concrete and took chunks out of the stainless steel rails if the titanium's more susceptible to that i'm like oh it would have been what horrible the, what yeah. would have happened there right <laughs> so, so i don't know yeah yeah so this is what i think and this is what i would do greg i'm i'm your personal it guy so let me give you my opinion on what i think you should do i think you should keep the apple care plus right but instead 
And the reason why I know, I know you take care of all of your devices, right? We, we mentioned in a past show, I've gotten devices from Greg that were two years old that were spotless, like brand new. So I know you take care of your devices. So keep your Apple Care Plus, but instead of going caseless, maybe we should consider some thicker skins, right? Because we talked about like scan it or, or something like that. Um, you were thinking about some of the clear or the matted colors or, or, or things like that, but the colors didn't pan out like we thought that anyone thought that the colors were going to pan out to. So maybe go with some of the wood grain textured ones or something like that, right? And then some of those, um, like they make the ones for the side and the buttons and yeah. stuff like that. Now those usually don't last months, like you know some of the uh, some of the more expensive ones do. But I think you should go that route. I think you should still go caseless because you want to, but just add a little more protection, but not a thin little you know Amazon case or a clear case, and you know all those things they yellow after a few a uh, couple of months anyway, right? So. Uh, those clear cases, I don't really recommend unless you're going to buy two or three of them. So keep your Apple Care, still go caseless. But, and then on top of all of that, when you go camping or you, you're doing something like that, you're going to have a bulkier case. I have on, the right? case. I already have yeah. the case for that. Yeah. Right? The, and it has a nice sliding, sliding cover. Yeah. yeah the sliding yeah, yeah. cover over the window, which I really like. I really like uh, you being able to close that window and, and set your phone on the back and stuff. Um, but that's, that that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, to protect yeah, those, so those lenses. I told you this. I did start looking into back because they have uh, um, back glass protectors, right? right? Just like they have right. the screen protectors that are the what's the kind of glass it is? Anyway, I can never remember what the yeah what the, the type the of corning, glass it is. Uh, gorilla glass or something like no, that. No, these are the screen protectors. They don't shatter. Oh, right? the, they, oh, the the protectors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they have those for the back of the screen, and I actually ordered some and then canceled my order because I started reading through some of the details on one of them. And they said, now note that these screen protectors only connect on the edges. And the right. reason they're only sticky on the edges is because it's a matte texture on the back of these phones. Mm -hmm. And the concern is that if you sticky them over, it's going to look like it's bubbled. Yes. Right. Or it's not going to stick well or whatever the reason is. So they pointed that out because I thought, oh, well, I'll just solve this. Right. I'll get the old school Zag style stuff to go around the edges to protect the titanium. And I'll just put right. a, the same um, glass right on the front and the back mm -hmm. and call it call it good. And then I read that and I was like, oh, I don't want it to look like garbage. That kind of right. defeats the whole point right. of going caseless in the first place. And then I also don't want it to peel off easy or any of those kinds of things. So right. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess we'll see tempered glass. That's what I'm talking about, right? It's the tempered right. glass screen protectors glass. that we use on the front and the back. And so I don't know. I guess I'll see what it looks like and maybe get some super, super cheap ones that I can throw one on. And right. if it looks if it sticks well then I could still put a skin over the top, right? That's to change the, main the thing. color or the texture or the, anything. Right. So, yeah, because I really do want to go caseless. My, um, those that I have told that I was doing this, like I told my sister I was going to go caseless, and she's like, um, right. that's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So I'm with you on that. That, that was the main thing, too, my issue. And, and I would always buy those cheap, those inexpensive uh, skin 
you know, stickers or whatever on Amazon. I mean, and they were lint magnets, right? You, and they look great when you put them on, but I mean, in and out of your pocket a few hundred times, you know what I mean? It, it, around the edges, they start to peel, they'll bubble. If anything gets in between those edges, it's never going to lay down. It's never going to stick again. And it was always like pocket lint or dust or something like that. So yeah, I guess you have to balance too whether how good it's going to stick to the to the back of that, uh, yeah. you know, with that matted that matted texture on it. So, yeah, I still think you should go caseless, right? I think you should keep your your Apple Care, but I do see the benefits in saving that hundred and forty nine bucks. Yeah, hundred ninety nine bucks. Right, right. Again, yeah. so I mean, if I want to, one of the biggest reasons I get. Apple Care Plus is for express replacement, so I don't have to drive right. up to the store. But if the, no two most, yeah. <laughs> if the two most likely things to happen are I damage the screen or the back glass, and they won't express replace those, I still have to either ship them in or take them to store to get them fixed. Right. Right. Either way, I don't know. Yeah. So it may not be worth it for you. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. Right. All right, let's go on to the final section of the main stuff. I think this will go pretty quickly here, but this is mm-hmm. the, uh, I posted the section on where we spent our money last week. You can check out that video, but just to follow up on what has arrived for me, and then we're going to talk about my shipping, interesting <laughs> shipping experience here. So those two anchor stands that I bought. So I bought one that's just a two-way, which is just, the single stand up and it's got a place for chi charging on the bottom to put my mm-hmm. AirPods. I mentioned that as long as I turn the AirPods so that the lid faces towards me, they it lines up fine. Charge is awesome. I love having my phone sitting over there. Um perfect. Right? Right. And then the one on my nightstand is a triple. It's just got a slot that pops up. I'm using my existing Apple charger because I want to fast charge the Ultra. But it's basically the the same thing. Yeah, it's basically the same thing with that little side piece where the loop pops up and I've got my thing threaded in there. Awesome. Love it. Um, It's going to be great when I have the always on screen. So I can't Mm -hmm. recommend those two uh, stands any more highly than I do. They are perfect. And like I said, I did not get the three-in-ones, although I did just see that the Belkin three-in-one that fast charges everything Mm -hmm. is on sale for like 50 bucks off right now. So it's $100 instead of 150 but okay. I got these two because I didn't care about fast charging in any way, shape, or form for like 80 bucks, both stands. So, okay. Yeah. That, that, I love them. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that was a good move. Yep. Then I got the two Apple Watch bands, and I already sent Jason pictures of both of these. And yeah. um, I was feeling guilty about having two and thought about returning one, but I'll explain why I'm not here in just a minute, what I did yep. to offset that cost. But the one I'm wearing right now is the sandstone, the Nike one that's got the holes in it. And so it's got little flex and they said it's recycled band material that's in there. So it's got some orange and brown and black and blue. And I'm wearing a blue shirt, which means the blue ones stand out just a little bit more. Um, So I love it. It is. And it's, I had only had cheap versions of these, like the Amazon knockoffs with the holes. And they always felt like I could break them. Yeah, right. you snag it on something and it'll yeah. tear your watch off, right? I will say that one of the connectors that goes in, the outside of it's not smooth like I would have expected. It's a little rough. Okay. Um, but the other three are okay. But anyway, I love that one. And then the other one I got was the orange and Sequoia Nike 
Velcro one, which is absolutely my favorite. Um, that's the one I, uh, the, my favorite style is those Velcro ones. Yeah. Right. And this color is great. Um, I had two camping bands that I had that were both kind of a gray or a green and I would just wear mm -hmm. one of them was a very, very early one that I got and they're just kind of reaching their end of life. And, but right. my daughter said, yeah, I'll take those and wear those. And so <laughs> right? she took them. And, uh, the only thing I'm probably going to do that I don't like on this, the other Nike one is that it's got a little, almost like a tag loop on the end. Mm -hmm. That's got the orange Nike swoosh. Yes. Well, the way I like the band, it makes it look upside down to me. Okay. And okay. it just kind of flops around. That's what I was going to ask you. Was it annoying? Did it annoy yeah. you in it with it flopping around? Okay. So I think as soon as I know that I'm not returning it, I'm just going to yeah. snip that off. Or I could actually probably take a little bit of thread and sew it down so it was flat. But then the swoosh is still going to be upside down for me. And you know how OCD I can be about some of those kinds of things. <laughs> I tried turning the band the other way that it's supposed to go. I just don't like it that way. It doesn't feel yeah. as comfortable to me. So, But the color is awesome. The orange will stand out. The blue will stand out. The green will stand out, depending on what you're doing. So right. that's probably going to be my new, uh, I wear that one camping all the time band. So Right, right. So, so I think you're planning on, what are you planning on doing about watch bands? Because that's the one purchase I know you want to make. Right, right. So the 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 one band that you're wearing now, I'm getting that one, and um, there was a a. It, it is the Velcro one. I don't remember the name of it. Right, I, I hadn't checked it since that day because I would have been tempted. And actually, speaking of, uh, I should have made the purchase. So you know, every now and then you're reaching your pocket and you're like, "Hey, these pants had a washed five dollar bill in." Well. The same thing happened to me with 50 bucks. So <laughs> I love my, my nephew had some issues with his car. He, he needed to borrow something and uh, I loaned him some money and he Apple paid me back the, the money and I completely forgot about it. So I'm just going through and like, hey, where did this money come from? That could have been my watch pad money, but now I'm going to use it on the ship. So uh still no plans on until after we come back because that can run a little expensive sometimes with those onboard purchases and stuff but so definitely the band that you're getting and and that's I was a little the torn sandstone between the, the sandstone yes, nike one. with the reti yeah, with I, recycled material in it i yeah. love it it's yeah. super comfortable i want to wear it on a workout haven't been able to work out with it yet because i think that extra ventilation is going to be right. great right. on a workout as long as it'll stay in place and i never had problems with bands falling off riding yeah. my bike or anything if i crash hard enough to pull this band off my watch is probably going to be the that's the, the least of your of worries my, yeah my worries, right so <laughs> right right um but it'll replace those kind of those cheaper ones you know i had just bought a replacement uh for the trail loop or whatever it was right yeah. that i've been so this will replace that so, okay so you're definitely getting this one and yeah, then you're thinking yeah. about one of the other ones, the other Velcro I'm ones? thinking about one of the Velcro ones. And, and I remember that was like a white, like cream color. And um, But I have a trail loop too that's that same cream color. It's one of those Amazon knockoffs that um, that I really love, even though it's, it's you know, not a, an official Apple one. So still debating on the second one, but definitely the one that you have on now. I'm, I'm going with that one. I, I like that I'd one from the moment it. I saw it. Okay, so... I want to talk about this. This might normally go in the post show, but I want to talk about some problems I've had. Right. So, so I ordered the AirPods Pro, the new versions of the AirPods Pro for delivery on 
launch day, last Friday. Right. They are still not here. So, you know, with the phones, I expect them to come from overseas, right? But this other stuff, I didn't expect anything like that. And I also ordered those two bands for delivery on the same day. So all of this stuff was coming. And Mm -hmm. I already went on my rant about how in the world Apple knew that they were all going to the same place and abandoned AirPods were part of the same order, but they're still all coming in separate boxes and separate shipping orders. Apple, that's one way you could save the planet, right? (laughs) Figure out how to... Amazon can do it, right? Amazon can do this. They can combine things. So anyway, but here's what happened. So those... uh, I got notification that those were shipping before I got notification that my bands were going to ship. Okay. Weird. And they were supposed to ship by express shipping and the bands were shipping by standard shipping. So... Bands arrived. AirPods are still sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Right. So the shipping label was created on the 21st. I'm looking at this on my iPad. They got the origin scan on the 21st in Ontario, California. Then there's a warehouse scan about three hours later. No. The next day in early mornings, 1.02 a.m., on the 21st, still in California, they're supposed to be, or on the 22nd, they're supposed to yeah. be in my house on the 22nd, right? Then on the 22nd at 9.20 p.m. from Louisville, which is where UPS is kind of headquarters, right? Yeah. There's a Saturday delivery has been requested. Delivery will be rescheduled for Saturday. Well, about an hour after that, there's another warehouse scan in Ontario, California. I'm assuming it's the same warehouse, right? Okay, still and in then, California. Yes. And then this morning at 12.59 a.m., another warehouse scan. In California In Ontario, California. (laughs) So So they haven't moved. As far as I can tell, they have not left the first UPS warehouse that the AirPods showed up in. And um, if I go look on the UPS website, it's saying they're in a secure facility awaiting clearance or resolution. Like, what the heck does that mean? Right? Yeah. And so, it's a ton of drugs the, that ship with, with, the, uh, <laughs> with the AirPods coming from China. Jeez. So, but as far as I can tell, it didn't come from overseas. Yeah. So, and I'll talk about how you know in just a second. But so, anyway, it's still sitting there. So, I reach out to Apple on Saturday. Remember, you don't want to really do B team yeah. customer service. But I thought Saturday of a launch weekend, I wasn't doing support. I was doing sales. Right. Right. And so I thought, okay, maybe I'll get. They'll be a, a little, little more bit responsive. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it took them a minute to connect. And then they told me exactly what I thought they were going to tell me. Well, because they've already shipped, we can't ship. We can't refund your money. You'll just have to wait till you get yeah. them. You'll Which have we both kind of do. Yeah. We'll ha- you'll have 14 days from when they arrive to uh, return them. Okay. Are they ever going to leave the warehouse in California? Probably not. That's the question, <laughs> right? So I'm going to give them till Friday. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't moved on Friday, I'm reaching out via phone, which you know I hate to do. Right. I'm going to make a phone call and say, either move them or refund my money. Right. Because I took advantage of this. Best Buy still had their sale going on for these new... AirPods Pro for $50 off. And so 
I placed that order on Saturday. I already have the FedEx tracking number. It's already en route. They'll be here tomorrow. Right, right. So, and so I, faster no, I didn't process or- coming from Best Buy than from Apple uh, overall. Yeah, and, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be. They were supposed to be here on day one. And frankly, I was willing to pay the 50 bucks to get them on day one, to be able to talk about them today on the show right. and all that kind of stuff, right? So I didn't go back when I knew Best Buy was doing that sale, but now I've done it. I've ordered them. So there's the 50 bucks for my second band. So that's how I'm justifying keeping the the second watch band. But it's just a little frustrating. So, and I'm sure that Apple's going to try and tell me, no, you just got to wait. Well, it is not my responsibility for Apple to, uh, to follow these, these shipments, right? I paid Apple to ship these devices to me. They're paying UPS. They should be chasing this with UPS. And they already have right. my money. They have my money for that and the Apple Care Plus. Yes. So yeah. So anyway, I'll get the new AirPods Pro tomorrow. Now, one pro tip I've learned about ordering AirPods from Best Buy, because I've done this a whole bunch, because usually they have them on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't order the uh, Apple Care Plus at the time I place the Best Buy order. Okay. I always wait till I get the devices and then go on messaging and tell Apple I just got them and okay. say, hey, I want Apple Care Plus and I pay Apple. And the reason I do that is because if you buy them from Best Buy, the last time I did that, I had to go through this whole thing where I had to provide the original receipt from Best Buy, you know, a right, picture of right. it. And so it was, it was a process versus if I just say, hey, I just got these. Uh, um, let me take a step back. When I bought it from Best Buy, Mm-hmm. I assumed it would be activated with the product like Apple does when you buy it straight from them along with the right. product. No. So they weren't connected. So then yeah. I call Apple and say, hey, I bought Apple Care Plus from Best Buy, but it's not showing on these devices. Then it's this whole process of receipts and everything to right. get them to connect the two versus this time, they'll just send me a ping. Basically, they'll see that I've added the AirPods to my, you know, my yeah, Apple iCloud. ID. Yeah. They go, oh, yeah, you just barely put them on. They'll send me a secure link for the 29 bucks. I also get 3% on my Apple card for doing it. Right. And we have a nice day and move on with life. Right. So. Right. Right. So my brother went through something similar with that, with the MacBook. And I remember him telling me like, they're having me take this, the, the, the MacBook back to the store to do a refund and a repurchase just so he can get the Apple care because he didn't do the Apple care right away or, or something like that. Something involving the receipts. I don't remember all the details, but I, I remember like, that sounds really strange. Like, why are they having you come back and basically do a mock return to resell you the same computer to just for, you know, uh, uh, just to, to, to do all of that. So, yeah, I guess it is something really weird with, with Best Buy and the way they handle that. So, Okay, so that's number one. Um, let's talk about my phone. So I ordered the phone, right? I already talked about the drama that I had on order day and I was supposed to, anyway. So I was supposed to get it the 4th through the 9th. (laughs) Right. Well. I think part of that was your indecisiveness. So No, 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 no. I know it wasn't because anyway, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You and I can just agree to disagree on that one. Okay. um, But here's the deal. So I got notification on uh, Friday that my phone was being prepared to ship. Yeah. And so that was cool. And then I got the final notification that, hey, it's shipped. Tracking information will be available soon. It'll deliver on the 29th. Okay. So, which is really cool. 
Right. Um, Faster than what you were expecting originally. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at least half a week, if not a full week and a half earlier. So (laughs) I think UPS has changed how much data they provide when you sign up for UPS My Choice. Okay. And here's why. So I got the notification that they had created the package. Cool. And then I got the origin scan from Zengzhou, China, which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those places. And then it goes around in China just a little bit. And then I get, after it arrived at another facility, I get the, the package is at the clearing agency awaiting final release, which okay. is something I have never seen before, right? Yeah. And then after that, I get departed from facility. And then after that, there's a notification that says your package has been released by the government agency. Cool, right? And then I get a notification that it's in Incheon, Korea, which is one of the routes that I've seen devices go lately. Okay. So that's pretty sad that I know a lot about what direction yeah. my Apple Watch is going to go. I know we it's usually go get excited China, when they get to Alaska, right? To Anchorage. China, to Korea, to Anchorage, to Louisville, right. to Salt Lake, to Orem, <laughs> to my house. So, right. Yeah. All right. So then it gets to Korea. And then, you know, a few hours later, I get that your package is cleared customs and is on the way. Cool, right? And I get the departed from facility and I get the arrived at facility in Anchorage. And at that point, you're just going, Yep, it's hours yes. now, right? We're down it's to hours. Just, we're good because they were originally saying they were going to deliver on the 27th, not the 29th. So they had it earlier okay. than Apple. And now, a lot of times when you order for arrival on release day, UPS will say they're going to deliver earlier. Yep. But Apple's got it locked down, right? They're really right. not. They're, Apple is not allowing them. One or two a year of all the ones they deliver on release day will get through. And it's never right. mind. So, <laughs> so, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's something like that. But they kept saying that. So then it departed from Anchorage. Then it gets to the facility in Louisville. And I go to bed. So I wake up this morning and I expect to see that, yeah, it's in Louisville and, and, you know, good to go. And then Mm -hmm. it'll get to Salt Lake tonight and Orem in the morning and on the truck in the morning, right? That's how it works. Well, when I wake up this morning, I look on there and there's a big triangle with an exclamation point. Oh, I hate to see that. And it says delay. Yeah, I hate to see that. So I pull this up. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to wonder what in the heck is is going on with my life, right? Because I pull it up and it says, a UPS processing error has delayed delivery. We're Mm. adjusting plans as quickly as possible. And I'm going, please just don't do another warehouse scan. Yeah, (laughs) right. Don't do the warehouse scan because then I just know I'm not going to see it. So, and so what I told myself, because I was joking around with you about the AirPods and stuff, right? That I think this is just the way of me trying to learn patience when it comes to this kind <laughs> right. of stuff. Because the reality is this stuff doesn't matter, right? When it shows up, it shows up. It's not yeah. a big deal. I shouldn't know the exact path that I should expect my phone to come from China to get to me, right? Right. But I'm, it's, it's me, and we know how much I love this stuff. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to go through this. Same thing with my AirPods yeah. with my iPhone. The AirPods, I can float for a week on my credit card, right? For 250 bucks. Right. The $1,500 charge for my phone? Yes. I'm not going to do what I did with the AirPods, which is go into a store and buy a second one and hope that I can get the other one refunded. It's not going to happen with 1,500 bucks, right? 
So I just told myself, I'm done looking at this. And I right. knew we were going to talk about this on the show. So I thought, I'll check it on the show and we'll go from there. Right. Have you checked it? So I just told you the status of my AirPods. So at 7.30 a.m., I'm assuming this is Kentucky time, right? Right. That was the processing error. At 12.01 p.m., which I think it, Kentucky's on Central, I would assume, right? Mm, I believe Or Eastern. So. Either way, yeah. so it was either 10 or 11 my time. They did an import scan. Okay. And the big triangle with the exclamation point has gone away. Good, good. And... It says scheduled delivery Wednesday, September 27th again. So we're back okay, to good. where I was. So either it got stuck on the wrong plane or the wrong thing, and they had to figure out how to reroute it back or something like that. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, come on. So I'm, I'm kind of like you. You know, we know what these things mean. We know once it gets to Anchorage and, and Alaska, it gets to Kentucky, it usually breezes through Kentucky really quick, right, in Louisville. Yeah. So, so – but what I've seen, and not just with Apple stuff, whenever the fault is on them, right? It said that it was a, a scan error or something like that. The package usually stays in motion, right? Yeah. So thankfully, it wasn't something like damaged or, or something like that to where they had to hold it and it's just sitting there, right? Yeah. So it was a scan error or it was an error on their part or receiving error or something. It usually still stays in motion. So Thankfully, that was the case with this one. And even though it had that, that fault on there, it, it, uh, it still continued. Well, so, maybe that's the case with my AirPods, right? Maybe the box got completely mangled yes. as part of something. And it's just sitting right. there and they're waiting for Apple, who's behind on everything because they're so busy right now, right. to tell they're them what to, thousands to do of with things. it. Yeah. So, which is fine. So I'll, I'll keep my eye on this. Um, here's my thing. And then I want to tell another UPS story because this one was just about made me cry, but um, we're going to be a long podcast today. Sorry, folks, but get over it. Uh, skip the chapters if you want to. But um, so the dilemma that I have is if it does come tomorrow, so Thursdays are our date night and temple, right? right? That's, that's what we do. And I'll have some client work I need to do. So if it comes Wednesday afternoon, I really was kind of hoping it was going to come on Friday. Right. I don't want it to be delayed. So please, UPS, don't take that as me saying, feel free to take your time. Get the phone <laughs> to my house and then I'll decide what to do with it. Because it's also our big uh, worldwide conference this weekend. So I don't have to go to church. It's 10 hours of sessions. You and I have talked yeah. about that before, right? Yeah. But I'm at home. Right? But you're still at and your so... desk. You're tied to your desk and tied to a computer monitor. No, we can watch it on TV. So I'll be down oh, okay. in the front cool. room. Oh, okay, right? cool, so I'll be cool. down in the front room watching it. And so it's a good weekend to have that new device, right? right. To be able to fiddle right. around with it and do that kind of stuff. So the question becomes, when it shows up tomorrow, do I set it up or do I leave it in its pretty box until I get right. my client work done Friday morning and then just say, okay, now let me spend some quality time with my... Right. So tune in next week and I'll, t not next week, maybe I'll do, well, I'll do a short on this for sure, right? One right. way or the other, but tune into our next episode and I'll let you know what I end up doing because I have decided after all of this, I mm -hmm. have decided to do the dated phone to phone transfer. Yes. And one of the reasons I'm doing that, not restoring from iCloud backup, I'm going to go straight from phone to phone is 
uh, Apple has apparently also set it up to automatically transfer your cellular service from one to the other, okay. even if you're going from physical SIM to eSIM. So I shouldn't have to call really? Verizon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think... Let us know I'm hoping that that's the case. I, I'm hoping that's the case because I bought an unlocked phone, right? So it's mm -hmm. not a Verizon phone. So I'm hoping you didn't have to do that to make the transfer easy. But if not, I'll be on chat with Verizon. I'm sure one way or the other, they'll find a way to charge me the $35 activation <laughs> fee. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but anyway, I'll let you know how that goes. So I'm going to do that data transfer. Um, that's what I plan on doing. So mm -hmm. I've already deleted a bunch of apps from my current phone, started to prep it that way. So, okay. Just some junk apps that you don't use anymore just to yep, kind yep, of make the transition yep. easier? Okay. Yep. All right. So my other UPS story. So I really like our UPS guy. I talk to him all the time. We've mm -hmm. um, During the pandemic when we had a hard time getting ammunition or when it was so expensive. Right. Um, we were, he was delivering ammunition that I was finding. He was like, where did you find that? You know, right, that kind right. of thing. And so we were having that conversation. But um, one time, I think it was one of the watches. It wasn't the Ultra last year, but I think it might have been the year that I first bought the Titanium. You know, okay. I first went from aluminum up to a higher end one. Yeah. And um, everything went fine and it got on the delivery vehicle. Right. And I could mm -hmm. see the delivery vehicle roaming around Nephi and it was launch day for phones and everything yeah. else. And I wasn't getting a phone. I was just getting the watch. And so I was super excited to get the watch and I'm watching him bounce around. And then all of a sudden, he's on the freeway headed back to their yard. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So he's on the freeway back to the yard and I'm like, what in the world is going yeah, on? And then what's going on? the truck stops at the yard and sits there and yep. sits there and sits there. And so we're a couple hours now past the time. And I can tell that the truck that delivers to all of my town, it's only one. Right. right? I can tell that that truck is back at the yard. He's done. Right. For the day. It was getting later and, in the evening, too. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and it's the UPS guy, a different UPS guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here's your package. And I'm like, how did you get this? He says, well, we put it as if it, we recorded it going onto the other truck, but it got put on mine. And he must have been doing a town south of here. Right. And he was on his way back to the yard and got off the freeway and delivered my watch to me. And I was like, oh, right. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> None of this stuff really matters. Yep. But this is the kind of stuff I love. So I was so happy that 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 he did that. So, you know, that's yeah. a good thing that UPS does. So I'll let yeah. you guys know yeah. how this one goes. But yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. And, and, you know, just like the saga with the with the AirPods, like even Wendy, you know, even my wife, she asked, did Greg get his iPods yet? Did he get his AirPods yet? Did he get his AirPods? Has Greg got his phone? I'm like, no, no, that all that's, he he waited. He couldn't decide on the color, and I think he delayed his time, his his time windows. But uh, but uh, yeah, like we we love this stuff, right? It's all part of the the ordering, the pre order, the pro the announcement, the pre order, the shipping, and all of that. We love all of that, all the way to the unboxing. So yep, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And I'll tell you right now, if you're still trying to find an iPhone in store, you're because they're out to mid-November to late November now. If you're trying to find it, just keep checking. So over the weekend, there was a lot of fluctuating inventory at the three Apple stores that I have. And they're not massive Apple stores, right? So there was a lot of fluctuating inventory, but I have not seen anything since Saturday. About Saturday midday, 
all models of the Pro Max, regardless yeah. of capacity and color, were gone. Right. And nothing has come back. So, you know, I mean, just keep trying. Yeah. You'll, you'll find you'll find what you want there. So. And and they are going back because like look at Brandon Butch and and Marcus Brown uh, Marquez and and uh, a few of the other guys, right? They ordered every phone in every color, so. They'll be going back. Um, they'll be, you know, Apple. I'm, I'm sure there's a process with those returns and things like that. So, they'll 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 get those phones redistributed pretty as soon as they can. So, well, Jason, I think that's it for the main show today. Um, yeah. a lot of really good stuff. I appreciate you letting me, you know, talk about some of the personal stuff. And then there's our stories uh, about UPS and what we've ordered. Um, I'm super excited for what's coming. I mean, the reviews just get me more and more excited to have my device. Um, right. Again, I'm coming from a 12. I don't know if I'd be as excited if I was coming from a, a 14, right? Like you yeah. are, especially where I'm going to get the auto portrait mode. There's mixed reviews on the 5X. It seems to work pretty good, but folks are thinking, yeah, that's not really what you're going to use right. most of the time. So I don't know. It makes me wonder next year. Right, because my plan right now is to only have this phone for a year and then to turn it into my yeah, webcam. Great. So I have a, I have a super high quality video camera and go with the yes. 16. But I don't know, right? I mean, I would never have expected to keep a, the 12 for three years. So yeah, yeah, Apple could surprise us. It may not be a big, huge refresh like everyone's expecting. You know, at this point, rumors are already swirling about the, the iPhone 16. But you know, it's all speculation now. Apple's over the past few years kind of really tightened up those leaks and 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 um uh, uh you know we 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 talked about the story about them planning fake information out to try to catch leakers and stuff like that i mean they really they really lock things down so a lot of speculation but we never know until they stand on that stage and say what's what so All right, so uh, just keep your eye out, especially keep your eye on our YouTube channel for the next couple of weeks, right? I think that's where you're going to see more activity from us. We've got yes. three or four segments from this show that we're going to post. I'll try and do some other stuff where Jason's going to be out next week. We won't be doing the, the podcast episodes, so keep your eye on that kind of stuff. Um, send us in the feedback, all of those kinds of things. If you've got specific kinds of videos you want us to put out, let us know. We're just trying that kind of stuff. It's not mm -hmm. the best editing in the the world um but you know we'll give it a shot and and see how it goes we have fun doing yeah. it we also also did a refresh on a bunch of the thumbnails and the banner for our youtube channel so you can go check that stuff out um so yeah so next week no episode some videos hopefully will drop tune in the week after uh i don't know if i'll be hosting that or jason because i don't know if jason yeah. will have time between when he gets back from his cruise to prep the show. But one of the topics I already put on there, regardless of who hosts it, is to talk a little, bo little bit more about customizing your phone. So now we've got all right. these widgets and all of this kind of stuff. But I had a question come up about how do I make my icons look the way I want them? So we'll talk a little more about customizations and shortcuts and maybe shortcuts related to the action button on the new iPhone 15, which spoiler, people are setting it to start their Teslas. Yeah. They're, that's <laughs> that how they're starting cool. their cars. So... So that's what I think we'll cover, at least some of that. I don't know, more to come on that. Well, Jason and I haven't talked about how we'll manage that show, but uh, yeah, tune in, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll have something for you guys, something good, as usual. All right, so uh, Jason, I don't want to say that we're going to go to Jupiter or Mars this time because NASA just dropped 
a piece of asteroid in my backyard. So we'll really? see you in Utah. Yeah, they 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 uh, <laughs> seven year journey to collect a piece of an asteroid, and they landed it in the West Desert out here. So instead of Mars, Utah. Yep, we'll see you guys in the desert in Utah. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. Yeah.